500 years ago he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad he said i'm mad i must eradicate piracy injustice and cruelty and all my sons will follow me so evil doers will believe that this man cannot die the phantom the ghost who walks the phantom enemies beware the phantom's always there but you won't find the phantom he finds G'day everyone, for those who came in late, you're listening to X-Band, the Phantom Podcast, and my name is Dan Fraser, and I'm here with Jermaine and Steve, how are you boys? Very well, very good, mate. Okay, very you, good. as you can hear, they're, they're remotely with us, um, live in the room though, however, I'm joined by Billy Zane, how are you Billy? Very well, mate, how are you going? Very good, and, and very excited to, to be talking to you. Nice Australian accent there. Was that was it really? Oh, it crept in unintentionally, I assure you. So nice we could pull this together. Thanks for coming on in the and uh, in, in using the technology available to us. The boys are chiming in on a joint call. This was initiated by yours truly. We had the pleasure of meeting at uh, the uh, Supernova in, in Brisbane. I figured, you know, we might as well get this going. We've been talking about doing it for a while. So. Yeah. I'm glad we could all sit yeah. down Absolutely. and have a chat. Yeah, no, we appreciate it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So obviously, as you say, we've been we've been talking about it for a while. And, and what, I guess what we're keen, um, from our perspective, we're by the fans for the fans. And, and we want to know, how are you a fan? How did you become a fan of fans? You know, the, the, the Phantom is inseparable uh, from Australia for me. Um, because I've, I really discovered him here. Um, when I was filming uh, Dead Calm and then Sniper, I kept co- collecting uh, the comics, reading the comics, and um, the uh, I was in Double Bay, I think, uh, on the rocks, and felt like I was in the Bengali. You know, was really, yeah. <laughs> and uh, between swims, and um, I was just marveling at you know the virtues that everyone seems to embrace. You know, a, a naturalist hero with no superpowers is super well adjusted and uh, disarms and doesn't kill. I just really admired uh, his white hat heroics and moral compass in a mm-hmm. time when heroism was becoming ever more and more um, anti-heroism and mm-hmm. um, seemingly dark and edgy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like the fact that, you know, the, the fiber of the character and what he upheld and, the, and how it was so heavily championed into the national character um, of this country in particular. And I think it really had a, played a role in, in shaping the modern bloke, as it were. Oh, you know I mean? yeah. So um, I had always admired that and wanted, like any boy, to be him, mm-hmm. any man. Mm-hmm. And curiously, when the opportunity was you know, nearing... Um, I found that I had a, a chance at this crazy dream. Yeah. And then just, it was more of a psychological will that was then followed by, you know, brute force <laughs> and lifting of heavy objects that slowly and you had became, to do a lot of work to yeah, get it out of line, didn't I you? I did, I did. But it was as much psychological work as it was physical. Yeah, okay. Cool. And, and you're still a fan today, I assume? Do you still oh, read the comics? I do. I, I pick them up here and I bring them back. And, um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I read them to my daughters. 
who are fans. Yeah, so. well, okay. And, and oh, wow. where, where collectors? Are you a collector? Do you pick up the, the statues and the prints and all of that sort of stuff as well? No, I, I've allowed that to just find me. Collectors <laughs> like to, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for, the, for those gifts that are bestowed. So mm. I, I, I tend to not, you know, you don't find the phantom, he finds you, I'm told. <laughs> Absolutely. Jermaine, <laughs> uh, you had a question about a, a sequel or something? Yeah, I was just asking, um, with the original movie, um, like, were we ever close to getting a sequel? Uh, have we, has, has there ever been talks about another phantom movie that you're aware of since the original in 96? Um, there have been talks, um, I've, you know, that I've been party to, and then talks that I have not been party to, and then versions that were spun and even, you know, considered. And I mean, I can safely say it's something I'm, I am actively pursuing, but of course there requires a couple institutions and, you know, to yeah. uh, fall in line and the stars to do the same, which was not much different than when, you know, the first pass, mm. uh, what seemed, yeah. you know, impossible and insurmountable and even when the first version that I was you know after I did a whatever a screen test and was cast it the, the movie was going to be produced by uh, Michael Douglas and Steve Ruther and have Joe Dante direct it okay. with a version that took place in the 60s in Chicago okay. where I was from which I really loved that draft yeah. and I loved work with the idea of working with Joe and it fell apart you know at the studio it's like something's going to turn around Yep. Planets yeah. didn't align. And I thought, oh boy, you know, if when that happens, it's hard for a project to come back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But this, unlike all others that preceded it, came back with yep. a different script and a different producer and a different, like that was what was so interesting about it. It, it, it persevered and uh, Robert Evans stepped in and uh, Jeffrey Bohm, you know, uh, was brought on to write the screenplay who I love uh, mm -hmm. for you know Last Crusade and Briscoe County and all of his great uh, great scripts mm. and uh, some of the team changed but the folks at Paramount said you know keep training mm -hmm. don't stop there's a gym on the lot that I used to live you know some not too far from and would ride my bike onto this mm. and I, that was my routine for months I just trained and waited and willed and Sure enough, it came back round again, which is really rare. Simon Windsor directing that. Mm. Um, Alan Knight Jr. producing along with uh, Robert. And we, uh, yeah, it came back. And we, we pushed it forward. Um, as far as the new version, as I said, there's, you know, it's, I think it's ripe for it. I think we're mm. at the right time frame. I think that movie came, you know, came out at the right time as well. Some may say, if you, you know, if the metric was about measured around box office, you know, it didn't, you know, hit with a splash, yet was championed after the fact. And sometimes things take time, and something needs a bit of underdog status in a in a way. Mm. It, I, I'm glad that it was grouped with some of my favorite adventure films, which became a lost art and genre after that movie to be honest mm. and, it's, and it's something I would love to revive um, we've got plenty of action and lots of tech and mm -hmm. superheroes fighting aliens which mm -hmm. seems like a fair fight kind of boring if you ask me yep. as, you know, yep. as opposed yep. to you know real men fighting 
piracy and tyranny, yeah. and, you know, uh, more, a little more practical and yeah. kind of exciting. It yeah. seems the seemingly higher stakes than the yeah. crazily fantastic. And we we could be at a time when we move back towards those. You think like oh, yeah, Marvel's been huge, but it's you know, end game has happened. So yeah. maybe it's time to. I just think we're going to see you know. Even fighting style, I'd like to see just the cinematic extension of roundhouses and, you know, benign saloon punch-ups as opposed to, like, quick-cut jiu-jitsu and very painful, Mm. you know, MMA kind of stuff, you Mm. know what I mean? Mm. I just think there's something about, Mm. um, much like the Phantom, you know, restraint, disarming with two long barrel 45s, then, like, brutally... You know, killing. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, you know, yeah. John Wick is, is, you know, and it is a certainly a, a genre for this age and a, and, a, and, a, and a film for, I guess, the gamer. But I, I'm convinced and having spoken to many, you know, there's something in the DNA that pines for a more kind of benign with le- less emotional baggage less less stuff to carry and process mm. that borderlines the sociopathic you know mm. it just mm. speaks to something a little higher in us and, mm. um, and I feel that through critical mass I think we're at a place where one we need it within society mm. two I just think people know what they know what they need and know what they want on an individual do you think it would be like because the 96 film was a very fun film like there yeah. was you know the fight scenes that, but, but it was a fun film do you think if it was yeah. to be remade in 2019, 2020, it would need to be a grittier phantom uh, to, to, to land with the audiences, or are we still, could we still have that fun? I, I just think remake is not the right term, no offense. I just think, you know, I just think it's a, con- you, you pull a continuation, but enough time has passed whereby the demand for something as charming mm. as that original film, mm. I think would be received. Mm. Had mm. we come out earlier, it might have undergone the pressures of the development process, mm-hmm. which always tries to make last year's film, not next mm-hmm. year's. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, yeah. Um, yeah. It would have suffered a different fate. So I feel it's seemingly protected mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by its um, status as this mysterious outsider. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, what what appears to be a deficit is yeah. is an asset. Yeah, I agree because it's a as a comic strip, it's lasted for eighty five years, nearly eighty five years, and yeah. and it's a timeless character and timeless theme. So that could stand up in movies as well, surely. It absolutely can, you know, and um, and still does. It seems immune to, you know, some of the is criticism that you know it is of another age it is a certain dynamic of I just I don't know I think it uh, I, I, I feel that the demand will rise enough whereby um, we'll see we'll see a, a whether it's a sequel or a, continu- mm. a continuation, I don't necessarily know if it should be reinvention. No, and uh, yeah, I didn't mean to say remake. I think that's exactly uh, right. I'd love, I'd uh, love to see yourself come back and and uh, you know we've talked a, a few times on the podcast about um, you being the father yeah. phantom who passes the mantle on. Exactly. 
without necessarily having to die, but maybe you <laughs> yeah. want to retire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do say that no fandom has ever met his grandfather, which is a uh, fairly poignant, I think. Grandfather is one thing. Father is yeah. another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, there has, there has been fandoms that have um, passed the mantle onto their sons without dying, so there, there is precedence. Well, inevitably, in good storytelling, I, you know, I think the, the, uh, the young man might get in a bit of a bind, and uh, Dad may have to squeeze back into the room and pull his butt out of the fire, you know? It's like, well, <laughs> they, they say fandom is many men. It could be a good opportunity to extend on that myth. Uh, there you go. <laughs> oh, very good. There's a lot to explore um, thematically, um, I feel, as... I, my sense is the, the Phantom, you know, remember he was created for a, a segment, a supplement in a woman's magazine, mm. right? <laughs> and this was in the middle of, you know, the Depression as a seeming portrait of an ideal male archetype and some form of relief mm. for mm. a woman and a, and a, and a an anchor or a compass again for men to kind of hold on to mm. pre Superman, mm. pre Batman, you know, pre all, all ahead of all of these, mm. right? Fantastical kind of characters. Mm. So um, that notion was significant. And likewise, when it, when that was transferred through the more popular delivery systems, men found, I think a surrogate father, yep. you know, this was yep. the phantom is the father to all men. Mm. And when girls, and you know, mm. and that is a really significant and important role in our society today more than ever because I think the a lot of the boys are lost. Um, yep. Considering you know we're three generations deep on first-person shooter games, and perhaps the you know that long in terms of easy access to pornography, those two major influences, you kind of you know. Without proper stewardship or a curation or advice or that, just simply the presence to guide you through, mm. you know, mm. much of modern, the, the influences of the modern age mm. and a reminder of what works yeah. and what proves successful in all of life's currencies, then you're, you're adrift mm. and you bounce off and you, you might bottom out. Mm. And um, I think the Phantom carries um, a, uh, a form of guidance. And, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. These are all models. It's a wheelhouse to yeah. kind of always remember, you know, have access to. And, yeah. uh, so I feel that is something equally that there is a uh, timely need for mm. and to, yeah. to revisit. And why I think it, you know, it it will it, it's it, it's like cooking, man. It's like it's almost ready, you know. Yeah. Just just a little more simmering, and yeah. it'll just it'll taste great when yeah. it hits the table. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. Do you, do you have a favorite story or something that you'd like to see a movie come back around and 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 tell that story of a, um, a comic book that you you particularly enjoy? A favorite story from the Phantom? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm. No, I'm a big fan. I, I like the human drama and the shortcomings of 
you know, uh, dastardly do an evil deed being corrected, always given the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. and ultimately, karmically, maybe undermining, you know, the villain mm-hmm. by, by choosing to not grab that hand extended mm-hmm. off the cliff for safety, but mm-hmm. trying to hurt it and maybe, you know, that falling yeah. to their own demise, yeah, you know, yeah. at their own hand, really. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, th- yeah. Those, those lessons were not arbitrary, and, and the minute you kind of include a little, a little of the supernatural, which I didn't mind in our film, I would have preferred it to just honestly remain mm. um, things mm. of this world. Yeah. Um, however, it was nice to have a little bit of that Indiana Jones yeah. mysticism yeah. in there, an artifact. Yeah, you know, engagement. But I would, I would just like to see, you know, these rough on roughnecks. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I just want to see. Yeah, little, little Barbary <laughs> Coast, little John Wayne. You know, uh, that stuff. Well, there's certainly plenty of pirates around today. Pirates, different but yeah, yeah, they need taking out. <laughs> it's, taking, it's just charming. It's just I don't know. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's relative and relevant more so than some. You go too escapist, and you don't think it lands into your into your day or wheelhouse. Mm. If it's mm. somehow vaguely familiar, countering, you know, mm. bully behavior, mm. some kids could do with that. Yeah, and men, people. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Adults. Are you are you a little surprised that a movie that you did twenty three years ago is still resonating? Like I, every time I go down to see your signing line, there's there's people there. There seems to be fifty percent Phantom and fifty percent Titanic. It is my view. How have you seen? It? It's been pretty. It's pretty consistent. Um, I'd say more. I'd say I give it seventy Phantom. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just. It's thrilling that that film. Really. Uh, again, resonates. I'm not surprised that in this community, mm. it's mm. it's so significant. Is it a big difference um, going to a US con versus a Australian um, con? Yes and no. What's really neat are the diehard comic fans and genre fans love what you love mm. about the Phantom. Mm. It it traveled. Mm. They they really respond to it. Though they're the first in line to see every. Marvel movie and mm. our geek out on all the usual fare, they hold a very uh, dear place for what we have just been discussing. Mm. And uh, that's comforting. Mm. Um, it's what I uh, equally am, am humbled by and really uh, grateful for is we've seen in the age, certainly of social media, um, the vociferous responses and, and visceral and emotional responses, mostly negatively, uh, to casting choices and adaptations, mm. certainly surrounding the Batman mm. you know, franchise, among others. And I'd say fans have a greater attachment to the Phantom that I know, certainly here, mm. um, than those other characters. And where there seems to be grounds for greater ownership and and protection, mm. there's been nothing but like praise for how we execute it mm. 
and and how maybe I portrayed. Yeah. And that is yeah. like nothing warms me more than that. It was you were so authentic. I mean, legend. Uh, you know, legend has it that you spent and you mentioned it there all the time in the gym to be the right shape yourself, and you were, you were very Ray Moore live phantom rather than this. You know, we joke about a, a condom stuffed with walnuts on the. On the you, you know, you're not that muscle suit and uh, you know the the Batman with his armor. You're a real. You know, in that movie, you're a real man, uh, just super fit, super strong, um, as you would need to be if you were thrust into that situation by birth. I suppose. Well, he was like, you know, he he, he looked like a rugby player. Mm. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I was just going. He's just got to be. You know, he's got to be strong. He's yeah. got to be hard. He's got to bleed yep. stuff hurts yep. and you and you get out of the way to not get more hurt yep. you know what I mean? so, <laughs> it's, you use your head yeah but the uh and i think that adds to the rawness of the character as well yeah where we can all relate Heck yeah. we don't have to be bitten by a spider to have to be able to be a hero or or build a suit we can just be fit and just be sac you know but be a, a, a super person exactly. and we can be a hero exactly Super humane, not super. Super humane, yeah. And uh, I agree wholeheartedly. And and part of that came around, you know, I, my father's one one of his favorite f- actors was you know in films where he, he loved Johnny Weissmuller. He loved he loved Tarzan, and uh, and and trained a lot when he was young. When that kind of you know, no one was. My dad was one of the first guys who was jogging in Chicago, like right before Rocky came out, and everyone started going for it before the gyms. And they all thought he was like, what, you know, a criminal. Like, what are you running from? Like, no one ran. He only ran if someone was after you. Like, like he, you know, and he wore that, you know, that, that, those gray sweats were the only, there were no track suits. Like, eventually, when the you know, Lee Majors hit the scene or Bruce Lee, did you start seeing some of those, like, 70s nylon? Yeah leisure wear tracksuits yeah. my dad looked like you know <laughs> looked like rocky at a mash he'd be like the only dude running on the yeah. beach and, and trained and played football and wrestled and you know and so he this was as much of a love letter to him and his his love of cinema heroics humor and and uh, physical fitness mm-hmm. and um so you know the idea of a rubber suit on a naturalist hero who is as much Tarzan as he was, you know, mm. kind of a Batman of mm. sorts. Mm. But it, it seemed illogical mm. and, and uncomfortable filming in Thailand. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, you know, no, <laughs> that thanks. Rubber. <laughs> well, yeah. But when you take the costume off at the end of the day, it's, you know... It's, it's it springs into like the size of a speedo. It's nothing. It's on a hanger. <laughs> on a hanger it's funny. It's like no, there's nothing there. Yeah. <clears throat> so just to uh, meeting fans again, you've you've done a lot of signing. You've, I've I've talked to a lot of people who've had you sign lots of different things. I've seen a lot of pop finals. Yeah. Um, but uh, what what's some of the more memorable or unusual things that you've been asked to sign over the last say two weeks? Um, well, certainly some uh, original props that came out of the film. A blueprint of the. Uh, of the the cave, Sang Brotherhood cave that came off of the film set mm. um, construction team, which mm-hmm. was cool. Mm-hmm. And as as age now, it looked like a pirate map, <laughs> but it literally was a blueprint schematic. It looked great. Um, the bridle uh, and chest, I guess, gear, whatever that you would call that, that hero wore. Um, someone had yep. in a case, which was pretty cool. Yep. Yep. Uh, Couple skulls of Tuganda, mm-hmm. 
And um, what else? Yeah, really, you know, neat pieces that would that would show up. Well, I think um, collector cards locally because some of it was filmed on the Gold Coast, yeah. including that. So that's only an hour down the road from here, obviously. Yeah. So um, uh, keen fans at the time were able to snap stuff up. We 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 know a bloke who's got the submarine in his backyard. I met him. He yeah. told me, um, and I signed something. <laughs> well, he didn't bring it up. He's got yeah. He's got the sub. Um, and again, I, you know, what I love about that movie is it touched upon, like, the fact that we row into the cave reminded me of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, <laughs> yeah. right? And, you know, where all the kids were hiding out and, like, that set. It reminded me of those Bond movies that always had that kind of cave-like setting or, you know, um, The Spy Who Loved Me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or um, the... Uh, the Raiders, you know, where the submarines were held in the mm-hmm. within Malta or something like that, within the within the rock of the yeah. island, and then the volcano explosion at the end was like mysterious island, or you yeah. know, um, it, it all the movies that made me want to make movies were touched upon in yeah. in that film in so yeah. many ways. Yeah, um, Zorro a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Taiwan Powers, of course. Mm-hmm. Just action. Yeah. That's fantastic. So it was, you know, I I just would like to see more adventure films. Period. Mm-hmm. Certainly more phantom films, but I'm I'm really excited about trying to initiate a few of those. So is there any way that you know we fans, people who are listening to this, is there any way we can help? Can we light a fire under Paramount or King Features or who, who needs yeah. a light? <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, uh, this is the, this is a art by committee. Every movie is. And it takes an army, you know. Um, we've seen the effects of, a, of, a, of an outcry and a, and a request, you know. So it doesn't have to be a demand. It just mm. can simply be, you know, the proofs in the numbers. Mm. Mm. And there's a, so many people I talk to, you know, independently want that to occur. Mm. I've had this conversation mm. countless times at these tables. Because while the box office may not have been, you know, what everyone would have wanted, it's it's just been on and on. Like, it's it's, it's the building, DVD sales, yeah. the, the, the TV appearances. Building critical mass. It's on TV, yeah. it's on TV all the time. Yeah. And the way of it's measuring that is, is a bit tricky. So yeah. I think you need to create a central hub and, I mean, start a petition. I don't have to tell you. Mm. And why not? It should come out of the Chronicle Chamber. Start an international... You know, petition for our sequel. <laughs> Mentioned you'd like me in it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So that'd, be, that'd be nice. <laughs> Can't go to all that effort. Be like, <laughs> lovely. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, let's, um, you know, get get a get a unified front. Mm. Push push on because there's a sense of ownership. And then what you're doing is you're building a built-in audience who are mm. invested. At, at you know, it takes everyone to roll that boulder. Mm. And I would love to know that, that that we hit the tipping point and mm. that everyone was party to mm. it. Absolutely. Because we all deserve that party. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. All right, I'm conscious that we, we, we're taking up a lot of your time. You've been super generous and we appreciate it. Stephen and Jermaine, have you got a, a last question for Billy? Or any? I've been any? talking the whole time. You guys <laughs> chime in, please. Anything you want to know? It'd be great sitting here listening to, uh, getting an insight to to the film and, and you know how you feel meeting meet the fans um, and, and can hear the, a real pleasure in your voice um, being able to come out 
looking at you know all the way to the other side of the world and and um, and meet these really really passionate fans. And for, I'm, on, I'm on the other side of the country, or one yeah south of you, Joanne's on to the west of you at the moment. Um, yeah, just. Yeah, wishing them we could be up there and, and seeing you in person as well. But um, so we're a bit jealous of Dan, who, who gets to who's gotten to do it a couple of these last couple of days. But um, yeah, thank you once again for um, for joining us and having a chat. Well, thank you. We're looking at uh, the idea of coming back, uh, perhaps to Sydney and Perth, maybe even Melbourne, and doing a very dedicated uh, event around the film, rather you know yeah. less broad, a little more narrow. We're talking to the organizers here; have been fantastic. Yeah. Um, and uh, the idea of maybe doing specialty screenings and Q and A, yeah, well, and uh, yeah, well, really, really eventizing it a bit more. Yeah, maybe you yeah. know, maybe a pop up gallery with some of the artists, and uh, and so something. I, I don't know. Stay tuned. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, for those yeah, who no, that sounds brilliant. Come in early. Well, there's, <laughs> there's, there's Sydney, uh, Melbourne, Melbourne. Yeah, we'll all be out of yeah, here. <laughs> no, that 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 would be fantastic. And as we get closer to it, we'll you know we'll look, we'll give you certainly give you a heads up. It'd be great to yeah, you know help uh, promote it and let people know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do it in a heartbeat. Really bring the diehard fan base out and then find ways you know to participate more. So I think people really <clears> like to dressing up is you know is great. Yeah. But you know, how do we take it even farther? Yeah. Certainly tying it to some local charities, but it'd be nice to activate, you know, to really mine the again that fiber and that metal mm. that makes this character yeah. what it is, and then figure out how to how to galvanize it into some community action mm. and uh, really take advantage of that of mm. that force and critical mass and, mm. and make some impact here while we can. Mm. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. I, th- I think yeah, you would definitely. get the fans on board. Uh, as you, you may not know, but um, there's been a mu- there's a bit of purple haze over Brisbane Supernova this year. That that doesn't always happen. There's a lot more fandom T-shirts. There's a lot more fandom <laughs> cosplayers than there ever is. And so, uh, your presence has brought them out. And I think if there was a dedicated tour or, or those events that you're talking about, the people would come out. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Yes, definitely. Oh, I look forward to meeting you all. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you very no much again. Thank yep. you. Thanks, fellas. Uh, Thanks for it, Billy. Appreciate your time. No, I appreciate Good yours. Thanks for chiming in, and look forward to meeting you in the flesh soon. Perfect. Thank you. Yes, absolutely brilliant. Thanks Thank to all. Thank Thanks to all the fans for listening in. All right. Well, as we say at the end of all of our podcasts, uh, happy fandoming. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Cheers. Take care. Now. All right. I'll talk to you soon, boys. Happy fandoming, everyone. Bye. All right, thanks again to Billy. That was fantastic. Um, we're recording this now a couple of days later um, after we've been able to get over the thrill, I guess, of, of talking to Billy Zane, uh, who is a genuine film star. Um, I, I'm going to tell this, everybody the story of how I managed to get in a room with him in sometime in a future podcast. Um, it's a pretty exciting story for me anyway and, um, and hopefully entertaining for people to listen to. Um, I didn't expect it was going to happen and suddenly it did. So if you want to hear the story of how to get into a room with Billy Zane, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Anyway, a um, couple of days to reflect, guys. How good was it for us to actually um, talk to Billy Zane? It was amazing. It was amazing. Um, very, you know, very good. In, uh, it was a, a few years to be able to get that opportunity with some uh, sneaky little... Um, uh, work behind the scenes, uh, played by everyone. But Dan, you did a brilliant job in uh, in doing what you did. Um, Excuse me. Yeah. It, it, 
in talking to him, almost made up for the fact that, and I'm sure Stephen will be the same, that we were, were unable to be there. So, um, yeah, no, it was a, a real privilege to be able to speak to it. When when the um, when my phone was going off with the uh, with the phone call that you were, that you were doing there, um, Dan, I thought someone had actually had pushed the um, the, oh, the phone button. By, yeah, the button <laughs> by um, by mistake. Why the heck a Chronicle Chamber? Or, um, yeah, why are they calling? What's going on here? It's during yeah. the day. It, it, I did and, give um, you, and then you, you you've hit us with the news. <laughs> and, and behind the scenes, so, I gave you uh, was it a seven or eight minutes warning? Like, guys, I don't know where you are or what you're doing, but we're about to talk to Billy Zane. <laughs> so, yeah, and that I was all the notice that we be, had. I was at the ballet yeah. show with with my family, and I got my boys, you know, going around the show bag stands. Of, You've got what? Who? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'll be good. Yeah, I'll be right. <laughs> so. So it certainly wasn't as prepared and as organised as we usually are, but we didn't think it was going to happen, and it did. So anyway, we, we oh, enjoyed mate, it, got, and we'll tell the full story of that later. You got to be you got to be ready for anything, really. If you if you told me you know twenty three years ago that I'd you know get to talk to the bloke who's I'm just watching up on the screen there, you know, been putting bringing my hero to life, you know, I, I told you were crazy. It was fantastic. Yeah. So whether it was at the Ballarat show or or wherever, I yeah, give me left leg to talk to him on the phone, <laughs> and you got to talk to him in person. So. Oh. <laughs> I'm still coming down from it, to be honest. So, anyway, <laughs> reflecting on the reflecting on the conversation, um, what was one thing that stood out to you? What was a key takeaway that you took away from the from the the chat we had, uh, Jim? Um, I'm sure a lot of people probably already know this, but it reaffirmed that he was the perfect choice as the Phantom. Yeah. You know, he talked about the passion and the drive he had for the character, and to also see the movie come to life. You know, he. It was like, oh, yeah, we're not doing the movie now. Keep working out and keep building those muscles and uh, we'll see what happens. You know, and I, I dare to say, even at 50-odd, he's probably still remaining the best choice there is to actually probably play the Phantom. Because well, he, he wants that. to. Yeah, he wants to. Now, yeah. a lot of actors, when they're portraying characters, they, it's just a job for them. This was a way of life for Billy. Yeah. And that came yeah. across from the chat I had, we had with him um, and with all, you know, with all the other interviews and audio grabs that we have heard from him, you know, he is the Phantom basically, you know, and it's gonna, he's got that passion and that hunger to do it where I don't know whether we're going to be, if, if it does happen and it's not Billy, I don't think we're going to have, it's not it, going to be it would be interesting to see yeah. who they'd get through just an open casting call um, rather than yeah. someone who's clearly such a fan as he is. Mm. Um, what about you, Steve? What's your key takeaway from the chat? Um, well, well, first off, I have a bit more trust in the process. Hopefully there's a few other actors out there who, who, who'd be able to fill in the, um, who'd be able to join Billy up there on screen in, in the Phantom family. Um, but uh, my key takeaway is the, the the want to come out and do like a Q and A Q&A tour with yeah. the movie, yeah. And oh, and yeah. thinking about this, um, you know, it'd be great if it could happen. You know, you always want something, you know, quick, you know, immediately. As bad as kids, <laughs> yeah, you, as bad as kids, you want that immediate <laughs> gratification. But um, saying in twenty twenty one, that gives a bit of time to happen. And twenty twenty one is the twenty fifth yeah. anniversary. Yeah. So yeah, to me that kind of makes sense. Um, yeah. And yeah, it'd be great if 
if they, if they could come to fruition. And I'm, I'm sure there's uh, three fellas here, at least, who could uh, host Q&A sessions <laughs> or moderate <laughs> Q&A sessions at, at their local cinema or That's one in their <laughs> local Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Look, there's three states covered. Yeah, I would Probably say really that... Um, only Melbourne and Adelaide, the other ones that will actually be able to pull anything. Yeah. Um, with, without spoiling the next podcast, I'd say any one of us could do a better job moderating a, a phantom panel than the guy who did it uh, <laughs> at the at the Brisbane Supernova, um, the, the, the phantom panel without Billy. But anyway, I digress. Mm. Um, any, obviously, the tour would be part of trying to promote um, interest in the film and interest in the franchise and, and hopefully having that continuation movie, sequel, continuation, call it what you will. Do not call it a remake. Um, no, then, he was and, adamant on that one, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so, oh, no, I agree. And I, uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. But um, part, of, part of, I guess, getting that momentum is, is, as Billy said, getting the fans on board. And so to that end, um, we've taken his advice. We've started a petition uh, to... to present to King Features to say, hey, we want a new Phantom movie. Um, and the link to that is in the show notes. And we encourage everyone listening to this to go and hit that and, um, and do the very least you can do, which is sign your name to, um, to an online petition. Um, what I would say is it's really important for people to get involved because one thing that um, mm. I've probably defended Phantom fans a lot in the past and Jermaine's been quite vocal about the fact that we need to be more active. And I'm starting to come on board because... Um, Phantom fans do just tend to sit back and let things happen and saw a very real example of that in the, the panel with Billy Zane again it'll be in the next podcast but um, spoilers there's nowhere near as much Phantom content as in that as we would have liked even though something like 70% of the people in the audience um, you know by, by acclamation um, and, and, and applause sort of said indicated that they were fans um, because no one was prepared to even put their hand up and ask him a Phantom question so, Chris Hill, tip of the hat to you for, for finally standing up and doing that. Um, but it just really drove home to me that we actually need to stand up and have a voice. We actually need to be loud uh, at some point and say, no, demand a Phantom film. So, the very yeah. least you can do is go to the show notes, click that link, and go online and sign the petition. Share it around. Share it with your friends. Take that link. We're going to publicize it. We will certainly publicize it in our social medias and on the website and that sort of stuff. Um, but we really need Phantom fans to get on board and share that. And look, we don't know who's going to listen to this uh, interview with Billy Zane. Um, if if you're listening to this and you're in any sort of a position to advance the cause because you know somebody who might be able to finance a film or get involved with sponsors, or I don't even know how a film is made, but you as a listener might know something about how to do it, please do something. Everybody needs to do something mm. to try and make this happen. So, and you've got to remember, um, this isn't our idea. This is actually Billy Zane's idea as well. Do it for Billy. No one refuses the Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Yeah>. old jungle <laughs> saying. Old jungle saying. <laughs> and that was totally unscripted. <laughs> <laughs> it actually was. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> for the... For those who have come in late and uh, this is your first X-Band the Phantom podcast and you're here because you've uh, listened, to, you've wanted to hear something from Billy Zane, uh, thanks for coming on board. Um, for those who don't know, we're the team from chroniclechamber.com. Um, we're a small team of fans who live and breathe the Phantom and we're actually really proud to be able to bring you Phantom information from all over the world. Yep. And if you're here for the first time because of Billy Zane, but you do like the Phantom and would like to delve into that world, uh, we've got a couple of our favourite uh, episode podcasts that might interest you. 
Yep. Uh, so, for example, episode 126, uh, which is the interview with Alex Saviok, one of my favourite um, artists. Um, so he's done Phantom and Spider-Man, and he's worked very closely with Stan Lee for decades. <laughs> and and talked to us for three hours. <laughs> oh, he, he yes. That, <laughs> that was a brilliant he did go on for podcast. Three hours. It was fantastic. Um, yeah. <laughs> so if you want to get a, a bit of an insight to uh, Alex and his work in comics, check out that podcast. Episode 125, which is an interview with Sal Valuta. Uh, he's the Phantom and the Black Panther artist. And um, uh, for those who may be interested, he actually went to the premiere of the Black Panther movie uh, because a lot of the stuff that's in that movie is uh, work that he has co-created and stuff like that as well. So he's um, a fairly big, fairly big name as well, which was a, a brilliant mm. opportunity for us. One of the, uh, the one of the biggest names in fandom history, though, has got to be Cy Barry, and we're absolutely yeah. chuffed that we've actually had um, Cy on the podcast three times. Um, twice were with standalone interviews where he talked to us for um, well over an hour. Um, so if you want to go back into the back catalogue, episode fifty three and episode one hundred and thirteen um, to to hear from, I guess the. To many people, the archetype of the Phantom artist, he illustrated the Phantom newspaper strip for over 30 years and for many people is the Phantom artist. So I, I'd hardly recommend those two episodes in particular. Definitely. And for, if, you're a, if you're a movie-related fan, uh, episode seven would be very interesting because we actually talk with Australian fan Bradley Peach, who actually owns the submarine movie prop from the 1996 movie. And so... He actually stands and is in his backyard of where Catherine Zeta-Jones, Christy Swanson and the man, Billy Zane, actually stood and got them film uh, made as well. Um, a nice little side story. I've kissed my wife in that submarine as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> as long as that's all you do. <laughs> uh, and then also episode 64 is an interview with Gary Horn, who is a fairly well-known Australian collector who actually owns the two items that Billy mentioned in the interview that you have just listened to as well. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to get a kick out of that when he, when he hears that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're, <laughs> so we've been uh, doing the X-Band podcast since 2014. What's that, about five years now? Yep. And yeah. we have nearly, uh, nearly 150 episodes. This is probably episode, what, 132, 133 now? But we do have a couple of A issues and B issues, just like um, <laughs> the Peru Phantom comic. For those those of you who are familiar with the with the um, with the Phantom publication here in Australia, um, and just like Peru, we have a new episode coming out reasonably fortnightly. Um, yeah, sometimes it's fortnightly, sometimes it's a little bit longer. Um, sometimes it seems a lot sooner. <laughs> Seems to all, yeah. always be the podcasting, um, and we discuss everything that we can uh, relate to the Phantom from news, comic reviews, from all around the world. And as we mentioned before, we um, get interviews with um, creators. Um, mostly our podcasts have been audio, but in the last little while, we've also been going into video interviews as well, which has um, yeah. been a nice little um, path to take. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a big uh, thanks to our Patreon supporters for um, making those video um, video interviews possible just recently. So look, everything that you want to know about the fandom, if you're online, you probably already, and, and a fandom fan, you probably already know about chroniclechamber.com. It is the, the world's leading fandom website, we're, we're pretty proud to say. Um, you'll be able to go there, see everything we do. It's our one-stop shop for, for phantoming. 
Um, the website's actually been around since uh, 2006. Um, Joe Douglas started it back in the day, and it really is the online resource for all your phantom needs with links to um, every phantom stuff on the, on the web and all the latest news and um, information about our favorite character. Definitely. And as you heard in the interview with Billy, our ethos is that we are for the fans, by the fans. And we have fun while doing it. And we hope that you, our listeners, do as well. So if you're listening to us for the first time, you can subscribe to us via iTunes or Spotify and all the other Android apps. Yes, and then don't forget that a lot of our phantom content is also on the social media platform. So if you're a social junkie, uh, if Facebook is your poison, uh, search chroniclechamber.com. If you're a tweeter, search at Chronicle Tweets. Or if you're an Insta, uh, at Chronicle Chamber. Or if you like to watch videos, and we do, like we said, a lot of our um, uh, video podcasts and a lot of our other stuff, a lot of our reviews is also on YouTube. And that is simply searching at Chronicle Chamber. Um, Billy uh, refers to it as the Gram, not Insta. And uh, uh, he's, yeah, we're pretty chuffed that he's actually liked quite a few of our posts on uh, <laughs> on Instagram, on the Gram, um, on the for, Gram. for those who are there. Thanks, Billy. <laughs> anyway, um, probably the way to make sure that um, we actually see comments and that sort of thing, because as much as we try and be across the socials, uh, we're all busy people. But if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at chroniclechamber at gmail.com. Um, so look, if this is your first time listening to the podcast because you're here for Billy or it's your hundredth time listening because you um, have been on board since day dot, um, either way, we thank you very much for listening to us and I hope you really enjoyed uh, listening to Billy Zane and, and some of the other stuff we've done. So anyway, um, until next time, everybody, happy phantoming and uh, thanks for joining us. Happy phantoming. Happy phantoming. Phantom's always there, but you won't find the Phantom. He finds you. Okay, all right, I'm recording this. So the situation is that I've just spoken to Billy Zane at the signing um, for the last time, because that was the last autograph I was getting. And uh, just remind, you know, just ask questions. He said, so when do you want to do this podcast? And I said, mate, whenever you are ready. Um, and he said, well, I've got time at lunch if you want to get the other guys. And I'm like, well, they're in Victoria and Perth. And he said, well, can you get them on the phone? I said, I, said, I don't know if I can do that. I've now borrowed a voice recorder of Paul, which I hope is recording this, Paul Mason, who's happened to have a voice recorder in his bag. Um, so we're in a conference call right now. I'm standing outside the door. Billy's just grabbing a bite to eat and then, um, and then going to come around and, and we're going to have a chat in the media room. So you guys need to be, I guess, in a quiet place. Um, I don't know how much, I'll, I'll hang up in a minute, I guess, and then call you back when um, he calls me in. Um, he's not, he says he doesn't really like the podcast genre because it can meander and it can go for too long. He said, how long are your typical po podcasts? We can be as short as he wants it to be. Yeah, I said, that's right. I, I said our typical ones are about an hour, so it lied through my teeth. <laughs> um, uh, and I don't know. I, he just said he likes it short, sharp. He likes the pressure of commercials, all that sort of stuff. So anyway. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. All right. So just be ready. Um, when I call you back, hopefully I'll be with Billy. Cool. So you, you hear us all right? 
Hey. Can you hear us all right? Uh, not real well, but I'm out in the auditorium. I'm hoping in the quieter room. I'll. Um, oh, yeah. I've got the I've got the volume right up. So, and I'll put the recorder next to the phone. Um, cool we'll see how we go. Testing recording this? Oh, I have tried um, recording with the recorder and it's got fresh batteries in, so as best as I can hope with a piece of equipment I've never used before. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Alright, so that's why I said just one que like one question. Yeah, be ready to, to fire questions at him. No props. Alright, we'll, we'll see how we go. I'm, yep. I'm I'm at church with kids around me, so I'm not sure how I want to go. But uh, we'll see how we go. How often do you get to talk to Billy Zane? Make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, talk to you soon, guys. Uh, talk to you soon.